People with disabilities have been forgotten under the pandemic. Everything about us has been, in fact, without us. When we say nothing about us without us. And we're going to talk about that today. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Pity Party, our first episode of 2022. We are three Muslim women from different parts of the world coming together in the greater Toronto area with combined experience of over 150 years, because we're all in our 50s, sharing our stories of intersectionality, of race, culture, gender, and lived experience of disability. The Pity Party is brought to you by Dean Support Services. I'm Rabia, and I'm blind. I'm Omaya, and I'm on a wheelchair. And our third woman, Rafia, is absent today because her wheelchair broke down and she's also not feeling well. So we're going to have some episodes here where there's not a trio, there's only two of us, or we have new guests, but uh, stay tuned to see and experience our creativity. Omaya, today we're going to talk about the impact of the pandemic. We're going to talk about living through COVID. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the barriers that have arisen for us. And we're going to talk about how the system has forgotten us and how our community has forgotten us. Our experiences and our needs and our requirements have in fact been neglected Mm -hmm. from the get-go when people started to put into place emergency measures emergency supports and as we went through this hiccup of opening and closing and opening and closing even in terms of our places of worship so let's chat about that Amaya tell me what has your experience been like during COVID yeah it's been the COVID has been really it's been a very, it seems like it's been forever, like where we are isolated, right? Like uh, as people with disabilities or as a person with disability, like isolation is like our kind of sad to say, it's our reality, right? Now COVID time add another layer of like, you know, isolation where you can go anywhere. It's like we're vulnerable, uh, it adds to our vulnerability and um, let alone if you get COVID, like if you're just dealing with the pandemic and you don't firsthand get it, it's it's if you get COVID, it's another layer of like isolation and loneliness and challenges for you because uh, as is having a disability, you already need a lot of support and you're looking for it, right? Physical support, not just like emotional support physical support there's a lot of things you can do on your own so if you get covid you you're really like your caregiver like can't take a big chance on you so you limit the time with the caregiver because you want to avoid spreading it but at the same time it it causes additional stress for you like instead of instead of focusing on getting better and taking care of yourself you're also focusing on you don't want to spread the virus and you know 
So, and you want to be responsible and all that. It's it's just, it's just a dilemma. Like I find, like uh, uh, like I I experienced COVID myself, right? And I was in my room for like maybe ten days. Uh, I only the only I I went to two places in the house, my room and the washroom, right? Because I didn't want to spread it. So you can imagine what you're feeling. Twenty four hours, you're trapped in your room, and you 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 know my caregiver. I did not. I said, don't come, please, because she has a family too. I did not want to spread it. So my girl, one of my girls took care of me, and she would make the food, and she bring it to me. And, and I was lucky like to have her around and able to do that. So it's it's just a, a challenge upon challenge, Rabia, in, in my view. Yes, absolutely. And, and the same thing, you know, for me... Um, I haven't had COVID, not that I know of, because I've had no symptoms. Um, But in the past week, a couple of my kids came down with mild symptoms. And I can't have anybody coming in and out of the house to help me with anything. So I've been working, I've been trying to cook, I've been trying to clean. So you know, I have little little scratches from, you know, knifing vegetables and little, you know, disasters of breaking glass and and things like that, because I'm trying to multitask and, you know, that pretending to see thing that I do, right? Like, I pretend to see a lot. And because I pretend my hands are busy multitasking, trying to help me pretend to see and do, it's a disaster. It is hard. Yeah. So, and, and we hear so many stories, Omaya, like we're hearing, um, and we're lucky, you and I, again, we're blessed. We have families, yeah. right? Yeah. We have grown kids yeah. at this stage in our lives. Yeah. There are women with disabilities, alone. Uh, you know, people with disabilities Living alone. who are absolutely alone, right. uh, have nobody, and their uh, attendant or, or personal support worker or caregiver are their only friend, right. are their only outside contact uh, if they are stuck at home you know if they are quote-unquote homebound and isolated to that extent and they don't even have that under COVID because you know either their support worker has gotten COVID or they've gotten COVID or you know just supply and demand there's you know people because of the emergency measures and agencies saying that support workers can't work uh, more than one job, which is you know been the norm in the past, that they're working multiple jobs to make ends meet. Um, it, now they can't do that, so there aren't enough caregivers out there. Yeah. So it's it's, true. it's really been miserable for people. It's, it's it's true. It's it's and I find also the 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 worst part is like when you have COVID, you really need care. Like you need a special food. You can't just eat anything because you don't have the appetite, right? And it's like attacking your your immune system, right? So you really need this food. So you're in a catch-22, right? If you don't have anybody to prepare the right food for you, you know, like soup or like some light food, right? Or some like lemonade, for example, or lemon water or, or what have you, like the you are really, you could be really spending a long time in it. Like, you won't get rid of it. It could really, like, you know, this the lack of support and the lack of service, you know, to you. And also, if you're if you're not working and you don't make money and you, you, you're living off your, like, allowance, like disability allowance, I, I can't even, I can't even think or imagine 
what would your life be? How much? How many layers of stress you have to deal with? Like you're tight on money, you you're you're sick, and you you have like your caregiver. You cannot expose them too much. You have to limit that. So it's like isolation and isolation and loneliness, and you have nobody to talk to. It's it's just too much. I find, and I find this is where we say like we count on the government support right during this time for the people with disabilities like. Uh, they're like you know they're not really looked after like during the pandemic they were not i mean what they were given five hundred dollars or something what does that do like when when the cost yeah, of food, yeah, yeah. when the cost of food yeah. keep going up 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 like like what what can you do like you know there's so much how much how much stress stretching of that dollar you're gonna do like and and Maya, you bring up a really good uh you know topic like the other part of my life uh disability without poverty yes you're right there was only a one-time payment of six hundred dollars given to people with disabilities in 2020 and it was at the end of 2020 when everybody else got the emergency you know relief benefit Uh, you know, in April, in May, in June, seniors, students, working age Canadians, and people with disabilities, only those that were eligible, not every person with a disability was even eligible, because there was a whole process of, uh, you know, filing your taxes and having the disability tax credit uh, uh, eligibility requirement met and all that kind of stuff to be able to get that one-time only benefit. People didn't see that money until, you know, November, December or into 2021. And this week, actually, um, we, so, so disability without poverty undertook a, uh, nationwide petition process, a parliamentary e-petition, um, that, gathered 17,874 signatures asking the government, so the government did make a good promise, and it's our job as people with disabilities to hold them to it, they promised the Canada Disability Benefit, and we want that benefit fast-tracked. We want that money given to people with disabilities, you know, in, in like... as soon as possible without delay because you're absolutely right the individuals with disabilities you know that are living in poverty right can't afford food people with disabilities are depending on food banks more than ever before and having to choose like i've talked to people directly who are saying i can't go buy my over-the-counter painkiller yeah. to survive day to day, yeah. to do my daily living activities yeah. because I have to choose. Do I buy food or do I buy the pain? Absolutely, yeah. We're getting to that. And and what the sad, what really is sad is like the issue of the people with disability is not something new. Like it should be known. It's not like, you know, like the government, the agencies, everybody know that they're a vulnerable sector, that they need the extra support. They, I don't, I can't even understand why the delay in, like why we give syrup and we give for everybody else, but the people with disability, we leave them to the end and we give them like $600 and then expect them to survive on that. Like, it's like, it, it, like what's the message we're trying to send out, right? Like they don't matter. We don't care about them. Like, what is it? I, I'm well, trying to understand. Right. Like we don't care That's about, like we don't care about them. Like, like, what is this? Like, I, I try to understand like the reasoning or the logic behind it. And I really can't come up with anything. Like, what, what is it? 
if you have a vulnerable well, person. What we're, what we're hearing from Canadians, Omaya, is that Canadians don't appreciate this reality of people with disabilities being so disadvantaged or marginalized in our society. Um, they are realizing the impact of COVID, of how much more marginalized disabled people have become when they live in poverty. And it's no longer good enough. So we have to do our part right. to raise awareness, right. raise our voices, right. and make enough noise yeah. that this benefit gets fast-tracked so people with disabilities have a livable income. And we can talk on and on about everything that's going on, but let's quickly touch on, yeah. let's quickly touch on, you know, when we've started to reopen community centers and place of worship, What's happened there when it comes to people with disabilities? Again, we've been told don't come right. because you're vulnerable. Right. This again, again, like it's just not just the money is one thing, like financial support is one thing. But there's other like support that really like the people with disability, they're already deprived. They're already marginalized in good days, like in, in good times, not like COVID times. Right. So it's like they're neglected as if like you're OK, you got you you got used to this life. So just stay away. Right. They don't want to see you as if like you bring down, like if you calm down, you're bringing issues, like additional issues to them. Like, you know, it's. It's sad. Like, they're human beings. They need to go to the places of worship. They need to be active outside in the community. They need like they're, if they need it a lot more than the, the people without disabilities, right? Like, like why do we expect, like, again, Rabia, when you say, like, we have to fight and we have to raise our voice, like, I'm with you 100%. But why do we have to do that? Why, do, why, do, why is it upon the vulnerable people, right, to rise up? despite all the challenges that they have and fight for their right. Like, it's just like we as a system, we put so much pressure and so much responsibility on the people who need help and need support instead of lending a hand. You know, even, even the community, like I'm not like sparing anybody. Honestly, it seems like everybody is busy with their own thing and people disability don't disabilities don't raise your voice or don't, you know, complain and don't. So they're neglected. Right? Nobody come for them. So, yeah. So, so today we're, we've talked about ex living with COVID ourselves, the new barriers that have arisen as a result of COVID. We talked about a number of experiences that we're hearing about. We're talking about, you know, disability and poverty and, and the Canada disability benefit and all this stuff. We've, we've covered a lot of ground and we know there's a lot more to cover. But, you know, we, we want to know from those who are listening to us, we want them to comment on this episode Absolutely. and tell us Absolutely. what's the impact of COVID on your lives right. and, and, and what do you think needs to be done? Absolutely. So we'll leave you with that question today. Yeah. We'll leave you with that question. Tell us, what's your COVID story? What do you think needs to be done going forward as we rise stronger together? out of this pandemic hashtag pity party so this is the end of our first episode in 2022 of the pity party thanks for joining us salamu alaikum <laughs>